Hi, this is Amy Chow Smith, and you are listening to the first episode of my new podcast, Bad Asian. That's my grandma. She's 92 years old, and she came over to the States in 1981 when she was just 58. She also doesn't speak a word of English, which is something I should have thought of before making her the star of my first episode. Like, what is she saying? (laughs) (laughs) This is the struggle (laughs) that we have. (laughs) In any case, I invited my cousin Lily to help me translate and also to get Lily's take on what it was like to grow up in New York in the 80s and 90s. What are you trying to ask her? I'm trying to ask her what she thinks about uh, her grandchildren being so American. Oh. So you don't like our children like our American American? I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. So you don't like them, you don't like them. Basically, no. She doesn't care that her grandkids are mostly Americanized. She says she doesn't care because it's our life. But what she does like about American culture is... Uh, salad. 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 She likes American food. In particular, Grandma really likes salads, potato salads, lettuce salad, and hot dogs. If you've been following the news and haven't been living under a rock, you probably know the election season is underway. So I thought it'd be a good time to ask Grandma about voting. And she said that she tried to vote in the primaries uh, about a decade ago, and when she got there, they turned her away. So because grandma wasn't registered to either the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, like a lot of independents in New York City, they said she couldn't vote in the primaries. And she hasn't tried again since. We talked to grandma for another half hour about what life was like for the last 30 or so years since she moved to New York from China. She actually came over to the States with her husband and six kids, which included my mom and Lily's mom, who were in their 20s and 30s, which is really crazy to me because I'm now 32 and Lily is 34. And just the idea of immigrating to an an entirely new country, learning a new language and assimilating into a new culture blows my mind. So here's the interview with cousin Lily after talking with grandma. The whole idea of bad Asian is that I think that there's a struggle between wanting to be a good kid, uh, but also wanting to fit into American culture. I think we're lucky because, you know, as you heard from grandma, she really didn't have any expectations. And it's more about, you know, us just getting a good job and being happy versus caring about whether or not we're sticking to any Chinese cultures. Yeah. Tiger parents are supposed yeah, to be like a I thing. Think, I actually think we are unusual, you know, because people are always asking me whether or not, you know, my parents are asking me, like, why I'm not married and I don't have children. You're 34. 34. But why aren't you married? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Lily, explain yourself. No, 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 no. I, it's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> but um, for, it's okay. We could talk about anything. It's just for me. I mean, I think I'm lucky because my mom never gave me that pressure. Are Asians asking you, or non-Asians, or both? Both. Both, but I, I do feel like some people, when they're asking me, they they're under the impression that I would be getting pressure from my parents because they're Asian. One reason why I was so excited to talk to cousin Lily is because we grew up together. I think we always spoke English to one another. Yes, probably. But how is that possible? Like before, I knew how to speak English. I spoke Chinese. Is that true though? Did you did you really? I don't know. Like, who would have taught me English before I went to school? I remember, like, watching, you know, like, English cartoons as a child. That's like, true. That's how know, we learned English. Pretty much. I mean, although I went to Chinese school and I used to watch, like, Chinese soap operas and things like that, but if you don't use it, you really do forget it. And I guess I don't have, like, long enough conversations with my parents to keep it, like, fresh in my mind. I think in English... You know, so like in my head, I have to think about the word and then translate it to Chinese, and then try to speak it out to my parents. <laughs> it's a process. It's difficult. It's hard for You're sure. Like a, I feel like I'm a lost cause, but I want my kids to understand Chinese so that it's not lost. I mean, I think that's what we all think about is like you know, and then and then trying to think about not letting the language die <laughs> with within our family. <laughs> Do you ever feel or have you ever felt that you were treated differently because you're Asian? I mean, depends, right? And when I used to live in Brooklyn and Bensonhurst, it was a heavily, um, like, a lot of Italians in the neighborhood. And um, during that time, we were one of the few Asian families on That was the that early area. 90s? Late 80s, like early 90s. So I went to elementary school in, in Bensonhurst. So. And they would make fun of us and using Chinglish or whatever. And, like, they used to, like, write curses on our door with, like, you know, permanent paint and stuff, and we would have to deal with that. Um, but I don't think it's like that anymore. Almost the entire block is now Asian, and we pushed all the Italians out of the neighborhood. Thank God. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess it's also like they just don't know any better, right? You know? We had cousins uh, that weren't doing amazing in school. Right. And then they were like, cut school and go play handball, right? That was a thing. <laughs> that was a thing, yeah. I mean, everyone turned out okay. Yeah. Uh, but were our parents upset? Do your parents know, right? <gasps> That's also another thing of, like, having immigrant parents, right? Because they don't know English. <laughs> I mean, we used to doctor our... What? Our cards, like, our, our, our schedule. And you would just tell them, like, yeah, I had lunch that period. <laughs> You know, and they don't know. I <laughs> or like you would get the you would get remember. mail um, with your grades, and you would just you know you would just grab it first and make sure they didn't see it. <laughs> did you just do that? Who did I don't that? Know. I don't know. I'm just saying. This is easy I'm, to fool immigrant I'm, parents. Yes, <laughs> I remember when I was like in seventh grade, and I went to a friend's party, and this was when I was already in Long Island, and I remember I forgot what I was doing, something bad. Either I was probably smoking a cigarette or something my friend's mom was like yelling at me and told me to call my mom. So I called my mom, but then I got to tell my mom first in Chinese Aww. that she was the crazy person and I don't know why she's yelling at me. <laughs> my friend's mom got on the phone to, you know, like tell on me or whatever, but my mom didn't even understand what she was saying. Oh my God. Yeah, so that's, I guess that's me being a bad Asian. <laughs> <laughs> 
were a few topics that I wish we could have dug deeper into during our chat. So instead, as we were leaving Grandma's building, I tried to get to the heart of the matter. How do you really feel? About what? Being Asian. I like being Asian. Do you think it's a handicap? I'm just kidding. No, no, not at all. You think it's an advantage? I actually don't think about it that much. I think it's because we're in New York. I feel more struggle as a female versus being But the show is about being Asian. I know, I know. I know. I'm going to have to find more Asians with struggles. Yes. That's what I was trying to tell you before. Oh, man. But you have dealt with adversity. Yes. Not in the work, not necessarily like in the work environment, just more, you know, when I was a child, when I was growing up in Bensonhurst, that was the most discrimination I think I personally faced. Like walking down the block, I'm like a little scared, you know, a little nervous. I mean, I kind of knew that they would never like attack me. You still felt nervous walking down the block. Yeah. But it makes me think of how Muslims feel or even like for a black person. Right. I can't even say black person without feeling like I'm, I'm, I'm like a privileged minority yeah. sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that's what they say about the Asians, right? I mean, I think about it when I speak to my Afri- African-American friends. The difference between I can get a cab in New York City and they can't, you know? Yeah. So I guess there's a little bit of guilt there. You know, we're, both, we're all dealing with the same struggles, but I know for a fact that they have, have it a little bit worse than Way us. worse, actually. Way worse, way worse. Yeah. It's a struggle for us as young Asians to convince the older generation to be more open-minded to other minorities, too. I'm not going to change my dad's mind about how he feels about African-Americans. Like, it's just not happening. (laughs) Sure, you can explain to them why they should not feel that way and how, you know, that's a stereotype and not all of them are like that or whatever, but (laughs) I just don't, like... Well, yeah, trying to convince my mom to not be afraid of a black person is is a challenge. I don't know. I think we're just going to have to be better role models for the next generation. Yep, I agree. I'm just trying to get my dad to vote. Are your parents <laughs> going to vote? I don't think so. Ah, uh, no. My dad says he doesn't want to vote because he doesn't want to remind the government he exists so that he doesn't have to do jury duty. Oh, my God. I'm sure they still know that he exists. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you tell him that. While I was working on this first episode, I had made a bunch of draft recordings, and this one just happened to be called Combined Test Not Perfect, which was just a quick, unintentional play on words that just happened to be what I realized is a perfect name for a podcast about this experiment of immigration. And for people like myself and Lily, my friends with immigrant parents and even new immigrants today, it is an experiment and it's not perfect. So next week, I'm talking to Joanne Kim, who is running her dad's sample and development factory in New York City's garment district. It was a fascinating interview. She did not have any filters, which I guess makes her unusual if you think of Asians as quiet people. Uh, But in any case, hope you tune in and thanks for listening. (laughs) 